WBNE. Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, we want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our patrons. But honestly, more important than that, this episode of Bacon and Eggs is dedicated to all of the amazing patrons and listeners of Bacon and Eggs who have been able to celebrate as themselves and enjoy this amazing Pride Month. I feel like this Pride Month hasn't been like, at least from where I'm sitting, as big and bombastic as previous Pride Months, but even still, I've seen amazing stories come from it, and uh, I'm just super excited for everybody, and I want to let you know that we appreciate you, and this one goes out to you. Howdy, Oaks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Elan Chill. And today, we're leaving the ocean. Or maybe we're just turning into humans. So jump into a tree. And win the cup. Because today, we're bringing you... Luca. Luca was directed by Enrico Casarossa, and it came out on June 18th, 2021, which is 12 days ago as of this recording. Uh, we're not clear on the budget. It did have some box office at 11.8 million, 90% uh, critic rating and 88% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 71 on Metacritic. Uh, Ethan. Tyler, just go ahead and get it out of the, out of the gates real quick. Uh, just let everybody know that you did take like a year of high school Italian or college Italian or whatever. I took, I took Italian 101. Tyler took Italian twice. 101 twice in college, An Italian right? yeah. 102 once. And then I just, like, you're supposed to take up to a 200 level. I just didn't do it. Yeah, so... Buongiorno, ragazzo. So he's convinced, much like the people in Inglorious Bastards, that he can speak Italian. I am not. I actually, I took two years of Spanish in eighth grade and ninth grade, and I know much more Spanish than I do Italian. Well, much. whose like, fault I, is that? I legitimately I, don't know. Probably uh, yours. Maybe your teachers. Maybe Miss Dickerson. Let's blame the I educators. I never had Miss Dickerson, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyler, do you have, uh, you have a professional positive review for me here on the bacon and eggs? I, I don't. Yeah, I just flipped the script. No. I got a negative review here from Lowell Lowenstein from Film Week. Sorry, Lyle Lowenstein from Film Week. Lyle? Lyle? L-A-E-L. Lyle. 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 Lowenstein from Film Week. And he, they, she, we, us, Lyle says, I struggled to find what was unusual or recommendable for this one. It is B-list Pixar. Ouch. What do you think of that review, Ethan? I want you to give me a positive review on the movie I like Luca. this one. Max Weiss over at the Baltimore Magazine, which is boring. The, you said the Baltimore uh, Magnuson? Magazine. Oh, I thought you meant like like the hotel. No, no, the magazine. Max Max Weiss over at Baltimore Magazine. I could do one of these other ones that is from... Nope, just read it. Just read the first one you found out. All right, first Max found. Weiss. The problem is Baltimore people speak like me. No, Good no, they Luke. do not. What did Baltimore people speak like? Baltimore, Baltimore people, accent. I can't do the Baltimore accent. The Baltimore accent's crazy. Did you never, you, you didn't get the TikTok where the, the woman was like, what are you talking about? People from Baltimore don't speak weird. We say Hulu just like everybody else says Hulu. <laughs> it's, like, it's like South Philly, but weird. All right. Well, Max Weiss says, Luca is a sweet, gentle, sun-kissed film with gentle rhythms and a generous spirit. Three out of four. But you know, Charlotte O'Sullivan at the London Evening Standard says, Luca basically is great news for film nerds and wonder starve kids. Yeah, I'm sure Charlotte O'Sullivan of the London <laughs> Evening Standard talks exactly like that. Luca's quite I, fun, isn't it? It's great fun. She here's talks like a very angry David Tennant. Here's, here's, here's... I have, no, first of all, I have a review here from uh, famous filmmaker Martin Scorsese on the movie Luca, and Martin Scorsese says, Hey, Luca, it's a movie by Pixar, baby! 
<laughs> Come on, uh, what do you want? I, I feel like sometimes we take a little bit to get to like the meat of our thoughts, but I still kind of want to share. Uh, I'm going to pull this one right here from Ginny Ren from Discord, 82 out of 100. This is one of Pixar's simpler movies, but I enjoyed this change. It was easy to digest and I had a wonderful time with it. It was a simple, feel-good, fun film. The animation was spectacular. I enjoyed the characters and setting. The world building felt a little lacking compared to other Pixar movies, but I didn't mind much. This is the most fun I've had with the Pixar movie since Coco. And I got a uh, review here from The Wolf with the Yellow Gaze who says, 91 out of 100, while it's certainly a rather simple story, I thought it was executed wonderfully. And I think a cute, beautiful, and inviting summer film was really just what I needed right now. I feel I Tyler, feel that last part of just what I needed right on now. On a scale of zero to 100, from, a, from a, a, an imperfect score to a perfect score, bottom to top, what do you got? I'm so curious about yours. Bottom to top, what do you got? Uh, when I say zero to 100. 84. Is 84. 84. 84. Okay. Tell me, does 84 feel higher than 85 in some way? Just to, like, I know it's not, but like, does it kind of feel higher than 85 yeah, in some way? Yeah, it feels way? like intentional. 85 is such a cop-out score. Right. Which is weird because I'm literally about to say 75. So I was in the 70s at first too. Um, I was in, no, I wasn't in the 70s at first actually. I was in the 70s at last. I was, was in the, the mid 90s at first. The first, I, the first 30 minutes of this movie, I love, thoroughly enjoyed. People that are like, the world building was weird. And I don't, that's fine. You can feel that way. I don't feel that way. I thought the world building was phenomenal in this movie. I fully was bought into this world where Luca, because it doesn't give you as much stuff stuff as much meat as some of the other Pixar movies were like by the time that that uh that um what's his name from Coco um uh, what's Miguel Miguel yeah when he leaves town to go into the the netherworld right like you know everything about him correct and all you get for young Luca is that he is a shepherd he is a sea shepherd which I love that so much that he like he shepherds the sheep fish to eat when it's safe when there's no boats so that they don't get fished and like that little mythos of like that's why it's hard to fish because there are sea shepherds like telling mm. the fish not to to, to get hooked yeah. like it's it's such a a more it's it's a less in your face uh approach to the pixar world building and i thought that was phenomenal actually people are, are talking about simple 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 and i think this one really like honestly asks more of you than something like finding nemo does especially at the beginning yeah i would agree i i loved the first act here as yeah. well i loved all the stuff under the water i loved even up to honestly i love everything like everything up until they actually go to town is a different movie. It gets a little weird after that. It doesn't get a little weird. I love the like. What well, does it get? Deep, it doesn't get weird. It gets overtly queer imagery they've got yeah. going on here. I thought that was fantastic. It just like I don't I don't care about like the antagonist so to speak the like the 17 year old Ercole. that keeps competing in the kid yeah. that keeps competing in this kid's race I don't like okay this keeps happening like the fact that we have to go through this whole race thing is like we have to have a plot because there has to be a plot right. but I just want to live in this world with these characters we, they get they go to, they do the whole race thing but they still make um they still make Luca and Alberto fight over nothing. Yes, the the way that they start fighting to me is it's out of nowhere. That's when they lost it's, it for me. The second, the third act I think is brilliant and beautiful. I think they they start really well and they end really well in this movie. Uh, and and I was like, oh, this is cute. And then it got to the middle and I was like, ah, what is going on here? And then I went, 
Oh, this is cute. At the end. Like, I didn't, yes. I didn't cry and, uh, at this one. I, d- I don't feel, this is where I think Pixar's like extensive world building could have come in, come in handy is when suddenly Alberto is like, why are you spending so much time learning about the universe, bro? All you need is me. He goes from this like really sort of carefree, fun, interesting friend to like abusive boyfriend. Yeah. And then back to just like fun, carefree friend. It's very weird. It's it, like... It really catches me off guard. Like, I don't know what sort of the the subtext is there that like the first nice person you meet isn't necessarily the nicest person you meet is like a weird well, message I think to send. They, they've got too many different, uh, they've got too many like, and that's okay stories going on here. Like you've got, you know, Alberto, whose dad ran away and that's totally fine. You've got Massimo who was born without an arm and that's totally fine. And you've got... This this girl that just wants to be the best bike racer and also be a school nerd. And that's totally fine. And you've got Luca who wants to be a person and have friends and go to school. And that's totally fine. So yeah, I think they get a lost lot. a little bit too much in the and, and I don't think this is a problem necessarily, because I know a lot of people like this and found a lot from this movie. Um, but I, I think they get they get a little bit stuck in in bold declarations of it's okay to be this way. Right. And you need to have those conversations, but I think they're trying to have too many conversations at once without a fully so fleshed the, movie. The theme here with all of our like dr- fleshed out characters is it is okay. I guess it is okay, but like we we are showing you the stories of people who are lonely in different circumstances. Yeah. Right. Like Luca has a family. He has parents who very clearly love him and, and an uncle who is willing to take him under his wing, who is a loner himself. Which is like, listen, he's a weird. It's a weird. I would have removed that entirely. Nothing about that storyline was valuable to me. No, you had 84 minutes of movie. So I guess you needed something. You needed there. Sasha Baron Cohen in there playing the weird fish uncle. Weird. Yeah. Angler fish uncle. Yeah. Uh, no, but like you've got Luca who feels lonely and he has parents. You've got Alberto who is literally lonely, abandoned. You've got uh uh oh, what is the girl's name? Oh, um, Julia. Julia, Julia with who feels G. lonely because she's she's in this town full of kids playing all summer and kids competing in this fun race, but nobody likes her. You've got her father who is, I guess, a divorcee. I think so. Uh, they didn't really say because they were just like, oh, Luca stays with. I mean, uh, not Luca. Uh, uh, Julia stays with her mom when she's at school. And I was like. Right. And, and I think There's that's a, fine. I don't think you have to explain that. I think it's just well, like, and that, okay. And that's the thing is, I don't think you have to explain that. But at some point, you have to explain something. something. Yes. Right. Like, it doesn't have to be this. Right. You can make a movie about two gay people without the point of that movie being that they're gay. Right. Like, that's what we're getting toward in fiction. Is that like, not every gay story has to be a coming out story. Right. Not every. Right. Not every X story has to be a Y story. But like, right. something has to be a Y story. <laughs> and they don't have any Y stories in this movie. You get X, 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 Z. Yes. Because like Massimo all of a sudden is just like, I know who they are. They're sea monsters. Yeah, that was not a satisfying end to and me at all. Okay. I was like, and I was like, to me, you to me, fight the, sea monsters for a living. Like all you've ever wanted is to hunt a sea right, monster. Like, it, it, and that was sort of like, the, so there's this like, the, the queer community's latched onto this film because I do feel like the whole story is you sit down with someone like Massimo yeah. who will love you and care for you and feed you because he doesn't know who you truly are. And if you open up about who you are, then he will try to kill you. Uh, and I think that that's like a, a really powerful message yeah. for, for, you know, kids who are in the closet or, or whatever. Uh, but then like, I think this, this, I guess the sad reality, and maybe this is sort of like a fantasy that we're watching this film, but the sad reality is like, he would find out and he would hunt them at least for a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I do think that I do think we're, yeah we're sort of missing something from that story where he and I get I mean, the, it's eighty four minutes long you can give me another fifteen minutes sure. of like Massimo 
actually coming to terms with this. Right, but at the same time, I do think there's something particularly powerful in the radical acceptance storyline here. It's just like, at some point there has to be a, 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 like, I think this is a wonderful uh, inclusion movie, right? I don't think this is a wonderful story. I do. Here's what I think. You know, like, I, I'm glad this movie exists because, again, it's just, and this is, uh, this is what I've heard all year from, from, from the queer community is that it is just okay to have stuff be queer and also suck. Not that this movie sucks, yeah. right? But, like, there can, I do there can be decent movies that are queer coded. I do think that at some point, somebody who is much better at film analysis than I am is going to make a video essay about why Luca is undisputably the greatest Pixar movie ever made. Well, to, and a, it will a lot of sell it is. the world. A lot of people it is. Like, and it's the same way Coco is to a lot of people, right? Like, there's there's some movies where, like, you can be like, oh, man, Monsters University is my favorite Pixar movie. And somebody be like, really? Are you sure? Right. When somebody says, well, when, like, Coco is my favorite Pixar movie. It's like you can't, a you high gotta, respect for that one. Yeah, you gotta be like, yeah, that's that's okay. Yeah, totally. I that's get valid. that, right? Because there's a world where that is true for somebody because it's their first time seeing themselves on screen in an animated movie. Their first time X, Y, Z, whatever. The third time, the fifth time. Whether it's possible for them for some reason. It. Right, yeah, just because they love it. But, like, you can... Not that you should tell people not to love things, but, like, it's okay to, like, ex examine the reasons why you love things, but it's not okay to tell somebody, like, oh, you can't love this movie about Mexicans if you're a Mexican, right? Like, that's, that's gonna be important for those people always. This will always be important for a certain group of people in a way that you and I just aren't not yeah, sea monsters. It's going to be important <laughs> for a certain group of people in ways that you and I aren't always going to understand or it doesn't even matter to us, right? Like if this right. is your favorite Pixar movie, freaking go for it. No, I think, I think Luca I think has do a lot high worse. potential to be, yeah, to be like somebody's like, not even just favorite Pixar movie. Like this is my favorite movie. I love that I saw it. Like I think it, it is pretty enough. It's lighthearted enough. It, I mean, this this to me is like when you go into your intro to film class and somebody says Dan in real life. It's like when somebody says Luca. It's right. like I respect that wholeheartedly. That's a great answer. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, this is um, a lot of people have, have been talking about the parallels between this and Miyazaki and this in in, in different um, Eastern type animation styles and and movie styles. And I do think this is going to usher in an era of animation movies. And I think we're getting toward this with even with movies like soul just for the pretty straightforward setting of it for most of the movie but like we're about to get into an era of animation movies where like it's a good movie and not a lot happens because like there are so many great movies where not a lot happens right like they don't all have to be avengers endgame right but to this point, most animated movies are Avengers Endgame. Like they're they're more on that side than because if you have a world as big as you can create, as big as you can fathom, why wouldn't you? Well, I think that we're starting to get out of that. Honestly, I think that they're just starting to like where where animated movie is starting to be less of a genre and more of a medium. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, but when I think about something like How to Train Your Dragon three, it's like man, how big can we make? Yeah, this absolutely. World? And it, but they're you know it's the same with with uh, live action movies, right? But like we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of animated Dan in real life, right? Like right. we have a lot of animated uh, Captain America: The First Adventures, you know, yeah. like like pretty high tier big old action movie. Now there are definitely some that are uh, absolute cut above the rest. You know, you look at something like Into the Spider Verse, right? That's a whole different. Uh, uh, New York is its own character, man. That's a whole different bag of fish, right? Like, but this is this is I think it's it's an animated movie where not all that much happens, right? 
like a kid goes, leaves the town, doesn't go on a grand adventure, goes like to the town outside of his little cove, right? Like it's not, it's not Nemo don't leave the reef. It's Nemo don't leave the yard, man. Like Nemo don't go to school, my dude. Right. Um, I do love that Disney is just continuing to push this. Disney Pixar is just continuing to push this like parents who tell their kids not to do things are wrong narrative. Yeah. Always question authority. I love that. That's a good one. Not even question authority so much as like, stop telling, hey, parents, hey, parents, stop telling your kids not to dream. Yeah. I think about that one so much. I think about when we were growing up, we had like teachers who would be like, oh, you want to be a professional soccer player? Because soccer is pretty big in our town. They'd be like, well, there's only, uh, I don't know how many teams there are in the MLS or then like, uh, 16 then? professional yeah, soccer like teams. Eight. Yeah, eight professional soccer teams. Are you David Beckham? And, Congratulations. And you're yeah. not David Beckham. You know, you're not going to be coming from, so don't even bother. Don't even bother. It's like, okay, sure. But it's also one of the largest industries on the planet. They play it everywhere. Right. And maybe I won't be a professional player, but if my passion is to work in the world of soccer, I bet I could find a job. Yeah, that's something they don't tell kids enough is that like there are more than to sports teams than just the people on the field good god right. because that's still sales that's or marketing. still feels like an avenue that is just completely locked to me like if i, I wanted to yeah. go get a job right now in the nfl i still feel like th- i'm not allowed to do that but you totally are but i totally you go am to like, you go to the panthers website or the washington football team website or the titans website or green bay and you could like if if you just wanted to be on payroll for one of those teams, right. you absolutely one hundred percent could. Yeah, because you could bounce games, you could collect tickets. I'm almost certain you could work. You know, sort of the the front office white collar side of things. But if but if the, when we were in college, one of our best friends, Hunter Wells, yeah, was did the Disney College program. Yeah, and he told us, and I I think about this all the time because I think at the time I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and now I'm kind of like. Well, something to that. Uh, but he would tell us that he would work for Disney if he had to be a janitor. He just wanted to work at Walt Disney. Yeah. He wanted to be there. He wanted to be a part of the culture. He just wanted to, to do the thing and exist in that world. And I don't know why I ever had an issue with that. Like, if that's your passion, if that's what you want to do, if you care about this amazing company that treats its guests and employees well, then... And I don't know if they treat their employees well, but then didn't like do, do it. And he did. And he didn't go back. And he did. No, yeah, he didn't go back. Yeah, he worked on uh, made uh, c- candy apples yeah. in, in Hollywood studios. Well, I think a lot of problem with the Disney College program this is a lot of people are like, yeah, I would go work even if I'm a janitor. And they join the Disney College program and like, congratulations, you're a janitor. They're like, yeah. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I know that you are a junior in college and a major in business. Yeah. And you have insane qualifications. I mean, I'm not telling anybody not to do it. It's a little bit nuts that they get away with that. Here's what I've learned about the Disney College program, knowing so many people have done it, is it is a crucible. It is apparently awful and terrible, and you make the best friends, and you absolutely love it, and you think you'll know these people for the rest of your life. You probably won't. You'll probably stop being friends with them when they go back to Indiana and you go back to Virginia Tech. But like, you think that you'll be friends forever. Yeah. There's nothing better than a short-lived friendship where you think that you're going to be friends with that person until the end of time, right? Like, yes. there's no better six weeks of your life than when you make a new yes. best friend for six weeks. Yeah. What are you trying to say, Ethan? You've got that I did things like friends? be a camp counselor and experience yeah. this a no, lot, yeah, I did right? That like too. <laughs> you, you're in the you're in the S word with somebody, and you're like, we're best friends, man. We lived it together. We did. We it. did it. And then you never talk to that person again. You never. Brian no, you Sick, know if you're out up. there, what's up, man? Miss you. It's been good. Brian Daniels, if you're out there, I miss you. Uh, I do still talk to some of those people though, and it's been 12 years. Yeah, <laughs> Not but regular correspondence, but it's still like you know, I'll hit them up right. now and be like. Oh my god. Remember that time we're gonna be best friends? Are you gonna invite them to your wedding? Yeah. So No, I am not. I have too many friends for that. Oh wow. Look at you, Mr. Friendsly Pants. I got a bunch of friends, man. Friends pants. 
I don't know what to I tell hope you. I'm invited. You I left hope I'm, town. I, I figured something out when you left town. I just made a bunch of friends, and I'm still friends with most of them. Uh, I have a bunch of friends. I, I like, oddly enough, I like the people I work with. I always worry that, like, if they left, though, would we still be friends? Almost certainly not. Yeah, that makes me so sad, though. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to, I guess, like, when my kids do sports and stuff and I have to, like, befriend the other parents. I want to be the parent that, like, is cool with making friends with the other parents. I don't want to be the parent that's like, this is stupid. I hate all of you. Well, I advise you not to tell, to send your kids to live with their creepy transparent uncle played by Sasha Baron Cohen. I'm Although, if you do get your cha do the chance to send your kids to temporarily live with Sasha Baron Cohen, they could probably do not, worse. I don't know if they can. I don't think I would send them to live with Sasha Baron Cohen. I mean, Cohen. What, what, what would that scenario be like? Though Sasha Baron Cohen comes, calls you up and is like, I would like to babysit your kids for, for six, six weeks. <laughs> like, no, that is a weird request. That's a weird we request, a, Sasha Baron Cohen. You and Isla Fisher can go away. Yeah. Uh, she's in Wedding Crash, Isla Fisher. She was in Now You See Me. Isla Fisher was. She's in a lot she, of things. She was. Yeah. She, she was, was like a, she was a lead in Now You See Me. She's yeah, she's good in that one. Yeah. I like that movie. I like that movie a lot. The, the sequel's pretty good, too, even though I'm the only person in the world that thought so. I think the sequel, it's got that scene. You ever, like, get stuck on Facebook and, like, a Facebook watch rabbit hole of, like, best movie scenes? This happens to me far too no, frequently. No, I don't. Ah, I get one scene that, per TikTok with that, them quoting that, like, what's the best five seconds in cinema? Uh, well, I, get, I end up in this rabbit hole and, every so often, and it'll always be, like, best scene ever, and it'll have the scene in Now You See Me Too where they pass the card. That's a good one, man. That's a good scene. That's a good <laughs> scene. All the comments would be like, what's the movie? Can I watch the rest of it? It's like, how do you not know about this movie, man? You yeah, know, I, I definitely only get the ones on TikTok. It's like, what's the best five seconds in cinema? And Straw Hat Goofy's like, let me tell you about Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> You had that ready to go. I did. It's like this, though. It's like, let me tell yeah, Sorry. Let me tell you about it. For, for those of you listening, I'm doing the thing with the, the earpod microphone. <laughs> he recently broke his and had to go to the Apple store and buy earpods. Because <laughs> he was just like, it's my brand. And showed a bunch of fan art of him with the microphone. Uh, go look up Straw Hat Goofy on uh, He's TikTok. So He's good. so good. He had He had things to say about Luca. He has a podcast with, with, I think he does, right? Him and Jay Stoobes do a podcast. I don't know who Jay Stoobes is. You're right in the same category. She's, uh, she's, uh, she's a content creator. I don't know what else to tell you. She's mm. a mom. She's very good. A lot of hot takes. Big uh, Hawkeye fan. I think a big Daredevil fan. Okay. Yeah. Big That's, I mean, disabled Marvel comic stan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, we got a lot of representation here, man, in this movie. Uh, like Massimo doesn't have an arm. He's missing an arm. Got just lives his whole life. Italians. Not just chilling with a bunch of knives. And it's just like, yeah, sea monster ate it. And then like what he's like no i was born this way i love that I, I do think we need more of that of just like i was just i was born born without an arm yeah and this movie does that again i i i don't want to say it's too much because like they do those conversations do constantly matter they are constantly important but this movie does that a lot i think to its overall detriment so you so i guess here's the criticism to what you're saying is i feel like the film is making the assertion that like everyone you meet is flawed in some way that they cannot control yeah, that's and totally flawed fine. might be even the wrong word, but like everyone you meet, meet is unique and different in a way that if you didn't, if you weren't them, you may think was a detriment or a flaw yeah. or a handicap. I have no issues with the assertions this movie is making. I have issues with the fact that they kind of forgot to tell us a story. Yeah. It's just like, it's, yeah, it's there's, there's gotta be a scene missing where, where, uh, Alberto first gets upset that about like Julia. the other, about Julia and Luca getting close. Right. Because he doesn't have anybody else. Alberto just has, has Luca. He's met somebody new for the first time in 
God knows how many days, you know, and after his dad left, he has a friend all of a sudden and he's afraid to lose that friend. And that's a totally valid way to feel like it's not a good way to feel. And you need to get over it and figure out the com- the, the, the problem. But like a lot of people feel like that when you see your close friend making a new friend, it can definitely be like, oh, man, I got to got to stake my territory that my friend territory here. Right. Like and that's a that's a, that's a bad thing to have happen. But it's a it's the thing that happens, especially with young guys. I've definitely done yeah that. where we need to have these conversations i don't have any problem with the movie having this conversation it does feel like there's a scene or two missing where there's an impetus for that because all of a right, sudden because all of a sudden he's mad yeah and it just goes yeah zero to 60 there's no like he keep like if there was even like a a 10 second montage of like three or four days going by where Julia and Luca are hanging out and studying and reading books together and and at the same time we pan to uh Alberto and Mosimo in the boat and he's kind of getting like lonely and he doesn't feel like he knows how to talk to Mosimo and he's like I don't I don't know what to do then and you have you see him looking off and seeing them together then I think you can build this like they're well, we, forming this friendship with We do me. get that scene for one day where Massimo's like, hey, I need your help. And Alberto the, goes and helps him. But then, like, Alberto right, he, comes back and is just like, oh, hey, guys, right. where have you been? And, Learning about the and Luca's stars like, I want to go universe. to school. They're not fish, they're stars. And Alberto's just like, are you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They're not fish? What do you mean they're not fish? They're fish. What do you mean they're fish? And he's, he's so upset all of a sudden. And I'm just like, where did this come from? Like, I get the, I get. What's going on here, Alberto? Like, I understand what you're talking about. You don't want Luca to go to school because if Luca doesn't go to school, he doesn't build the Vespa with you and you don't go across the country. And then when he sells the Vespa to buy Luca the the, the train ticket to go to Genoa, that that's a good scene, right? It's a good ending. Yeah. When Massimo's just like, you know, oh, I know who these are. These are my boys. These are the Ragazzi, right? That's a good scene. Like, I, I get that we wanted to have more happen with him, but it's still a good scene, right? I enjoy it. I did think it was weird. They make such a point to note that, like, Alberto and Luca have last names yeah and i wanted i like and then at the end when mossimo's like i know these boys it's luca and alberto i was like oh man alberto yeah scarfano I wanted you to use their last names. Um, Here you are not using them. And then them. the two old ladies were sea monsters the whole time. Oh, they were? Yeah. Yeah. In the last scene, oh, when it's like raining, or in the last scene, but when it's like raining and they pan to like the whole city and everybody's cool with sea monsters now, you see the two old ladies that were sea monsters the whole time. Oh, I didn't catch You know, that. they live among you kind of thing. Like, right. They're, say- they're saying a lot with this movie and they're saying a lot of good things with this movie. I don't want to take any of that away from anybody. If you watch this movie again and you're like, I this is rad. God bless you. I will say so. I... A young child. A young child thinks the colors in this movie are very pretty. So we've had it on multiple times, but I did not sure. sit down and watch it cover to cover until today. Prior to that, I'd seen most of the beginning and most of the ending, but not like the bulk, the meat. Yeah, this is definitely one of those Pixar movies that I, like if I still watched TV and it was like on TV, I'd be like, oh, yeah, put Luke on. Sure. Luca. Yeah. We'll watch oh, it's Luca. got a good sure. score. Yeah. Does it have a good yeah, score? Yeah, it's got very one- like, very like chill kind of like they did a good job at this one it, it's not you know it's not john williams it's not hans zimmer but it's just like some some cool like italian kind of sounding music just like chill like you'd put it on to like study i thought it did great i thought it underscored the movie greatly again i think this is a a, a brilliant piece of, of animation here because this is an animated movie where not a lot happens kid goes to town gets in a bike race i love a movie about an italian kid getting in a bike race tell you that much breaking away fantastic movie calamari by your name. calamari by your name the new york times wrote that in a headline and like that person typed that up and looked at themselves in the mirror and went Uh, i'm the man (laughs) i rule i have a question ethan what has tom holland done to this world what do you mean because luca luke our boy luca yeah was designed 
to look like Tom Holland. Ian Lightfoot well, was is Tom Holland. Tom yeah. Holland. Yeah. Spider-Man is Tom also Holland. Tom Holland. The answer to what you're asking is Tom Holland has been in movies. Right. But I mean, like, I feel like this little boyish charm that they have to Luca is like born from Tom Holland. Uh, No, I just think he's the current, like, popular male actor that's not Timothy Chalamet. I that know, isn't like dark and could, brooding. Couldn't lay it on that thick and be like, this is the Timothy Chalamet sea monster. Right. This is the this Timothy is Chalamet is the sea, monster, sea monster. And this sea monster eats other sea monsters. <laughs> this sea monster's in jail for being a cannibal. Is that what Army Hammer's in jail for? I don't think he's in jail, but yeah, he's like a like a like a cannibal. Like he is like tried to eat women. Gross. Yeah. I mean, the thing it didn't call me by your name, not super great either, right? I mean, that's fiction, but like, I mean, we. I get that we're trying to like this is a kids movie though. We can't relate these things. I can't say <sighs> Army Hammer bleepity 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 bleep bleep bleepity bleep <laughs> Fortnite Fortnite in this episode, right? Because this is a kids movie. All I'm saying is if you liked this movie and you want something like it, no, pick up Call Me By Your Name. Don't watch Call Me By Your Name. Okay, is it gay? Yes. Does it slap? Yes. They're not the same thing, though. It, the settings are very similar. The settings are very similar. The music's very similar. Uh, the characters the are very similar. The bicycles are very similar. The bicycles are very similar. Uh, what I would love to live in an Italian seaside town and own a Vespa. There's not. They're not. The Vespa. The fact that, like, the, hold on, they're Vespa not what? Brand they're not name? what? You said they're not. They're not real, right? Those Yo, towns aren't absolutely real. Absolutely are. No. Absolutely are. Because they got them all over real. Europe. You watch the Tour de France, they're like, this is the village of Paléon. And I'm like, it's just, it's it's a movie there. It's still 1794 <laughs> there. Like, Where do they park? <laughs> they don't. They ride bicycles. They drive Citroën Sexo 2 by 2s Like, tiny That's little, so tiny cars. <laughs> you could fit a smart Ford car in the back Anglia. of your Lexus. And that's the biggest car they have in Europe. The Lexus? No, the smart car. It's <laughs> like, Lexus in like, in like small continental village Europe, people aren't driving, you know, Ford F-150, F-250. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, no, I know. Like, that's so Ciao, ragazzi, this is my Ford F-150. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine, like, like... I, I could understand not having a car. I can't understand not knowing anyone who has a Ford F-150. I mean, yeah, because we live in America where everything's really far away. And big. Yeah. I had to I explain know, to to uh, Beth Regals recently that like I live as far away as she does from like London. It's like that that's the nearest major city to us is like halfway across the country for them. Uh, you live far enough from, like, like we, I, we like, live as far away from like DC as as she does from London and that's like 60% of England. And oh, that's dang. and that's like the nearest like hub. Yeah. Cuz we're talking about trains and and like how trains don't go everywhere and it's not possible for trains to go everywhere in America yet. because there's too many everywheres not yet. No, it's never it's not not even yet it's never gonna be you're never gonna be able to to get the train to you're not gonna be able to get the hyperloop in floyd right like <laughs> like you're not gonna go to floyd and catch the bullet train across america it's not gonna happen america's too big we we uh, rail travel never got that big in America because we advanced too quickly from the time that we got passenger train to the time that we got airplane yeah, between like between just, also you can't fly into Floyd between you know the that, right? between Los Angeles and the airplane was not long enough for there to have been trains <laughs> the way they have them in Europe you can take an Amtrak from DC to Los sure Angeles you right? can it takes three days I want the hyperloop I want to get to LA today without an airplane. I mean, I don't think even with the Hyperloop that's feasible. Really? Yeah. I think it would take a day, I believe, was the... No way. Let's say, what does it go, 200 miles an hour? Yeah, the current train goes like 90. Hold on. Where are we going? From Washington, D.C. to Los Angeles. 
Oh, I want to drive. Here we go. You can take the uh, take the, the, the I forty Capital Limited up to Chicago and take the uh, oh no Southwest Chief. Oh, you talking about trains? Yeah. No, I'm talking a car. You're gonna take I forty uh, down through West. Well, eighty one, I guess, through to you get to I forty in Tennessee, and then you take that all the way. Yeah, uh, sixty six to eighty one to Fort here. But anyway, thirty nine hours straight, two thousand six hundred and seventy miles. Okay, how many two hundreds are in two thousand six hundred and seventy? That's a division problem, right? Yeah, bunch almost take thirteen point three five hours boom that doesn't i don't think that's possible at 200 miles an hour yeah i don't think it's possible how fast but it's, how not, it's fast also not gonna happen a- the hyperloop's not gonna happen the like the the speed rail system is oh shoot oh you can get there in like three hours the hyperloop's 760 miles yeah an it's hour. not gonna happen though <laughs> they've already how they've already cool said like this isn't be? real like can you they're just imagine? not gonna do it they're just gonna you're just gonna I fly don't. in airplanes wouldn't you get there in the past no i mean not like the actual past but wouldn't you like leave at noon and get there at like 11 30 how long did you say? 760 miles an hour. Let's assume the same trip, 2670, which it wouldn't be. It'd be more straight shoot. But let's just assume 2670 divided by 760. It'd take you three and a half hours. So you get there. So you, you get, get there, there at 12 half hour after you yeah. left. Yeah. But the problem is you still got to take the five hour Amtrak from Roanoke to DC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. That's what I'm talking about, though. It's like, yes, if you live in Washington, D.C. and you need to go to Los Angeles, yeah, it's going to be great to have the Hyperloop. Sure. But you know what else you could do? You could take the Metro and you can go to Reagan and fly to LAX. How long does that take? Five hours. What is Reagan? Not IAD. Uh, DCA, DCA to LAX. I mean, uh, I mean, LAX to Dulles is five hours. Five and a half it's hours. It's $84 to fly that's to LAX. That's what I'm saying is there's not they're not going to be able to do it for cheaper than that. It's five hours and 38 minutes. The hard part of flying is getting you from Roanoke to somewhere you can go to the rest of the world. Yeah, but I can get to DCA. That's easy enough. I can get but to- But it's not. It's four of God's, more than maybe more than that, in a car. It's four hours in a car. It's five hours into Union Station and then and then 20 minutes on the Metro. He's talking about five hours from here to Union Station. In, on, on the train, yeah. I would go to- I'd go to Fairfax and just get on the metro from there. Okay. Uh, there's not a train station in Fairfax. Yeah, there is. There's a train station in Burke. Not from here. Really? <laughs> yes. There oh. might be VIR in Burke. And if it, if there is a Northeast East Regional, it's the Newport News Line. Oh. There's Alexandria. I guess I was thinking but, I'd drive. Okay, so you can you can get... Well, that's what I said. Is you're going to be four hours in the car to drive up to Dulles or to... to, to to DCA and and park your car at DCA and this is the problem yep. that you're seeing though is like you have to pay ten thousand dollars a year whatever to five thousand dollars a year to own a vehicle or you got to buy a car and then you got to keep a car somewhere and you got to get in that car put gas in the car drive to the airport fly across the country like yes you could do it on a train but like it's still not easy if you're like oh I can so get to DCA because you know what's easier my you know what's easier than driving four hours to DCA, DCA is going to Roanoke International Airport regional airport <laughs> and fly and to fly. DCA. Yeah. DCA. I don't think could you? They don't fly there. Uh no, they fly to Dulles. If you want to fly to DCA, you have to uh you have to fly to Charlotte first. Yeah. <laughs> I just fly from Charlotte to Correct. LA. Yes, but that's what I'm saying is the hard part is getting you from Floyd to Charlotte. All right, let's fly our way to LAX. Uh with a connecting flight, it's gonna be seven hours and seven minutes. So if we leave at noon, we'll get there at four oh seven. Uh on American for four hundred and thirty-three dollars, which is a lot. Yeah, compared to the eighty eight dollars. How, how long are we gonna be there? Nine days. So then overnight parking at Roanoke is like what, nine dollars a day? I mean, if you if you're going to your regional airport, you would just get somebody to take you to the airport. I guess so, yeah. Uh okay, so we have to leave at five AM, get there at nine thirty two AM, and then we can do a whole day in Los Angeles. And then let's get our Airbnb. What does this have anything to do with train track? It doesn't. 
uh, Los Angeles. We're going to add our dates. According to this, we're going from Sunday the 15th of August. Are you just planning us a trip to Los Angeles right now? <laughs> well, I definitely don't have the time off to do this, but we're going to find out what it would cost us. Why? This is a Sunday to Tuesday. Very, not Sunday like to the, to the upcoming Tuesday, like Sunday to the following <laughs> Tuesday. Say, why was that your default? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It's just what... Uh, Tyler, what... So we get an Airbnb. What point are you trying to make here? All I'm trying to say, I want to know how much it's going to cost you and I but why? to go from. Because I just want to okay. know. I need uh, I need a round trip, baby. Wait, that was that $400 one way? No, sorry. $433 round okay. trip. So hold on. So we got to multiply that by two. 433 times two. And then we've got, I'm going to get us a, this is a one bedroom. We actually do need two bedrooms because there are two of us. Two guests, two bedrooms, $131 a night. Here you go. $120 a night. 94 a night? No, two guests, one bedroom. I'm not, Three I'm not saying 94 a night in Los Angeles. Well, I don't think in Los Angeles. Oh, we are. Exactly. $120 that, That's night. how you get to the Cecil Hotel where they kill people on the roof. Well, this is an Airbnb. Look Looks very nice. It's got a super host. Okay. Uh, so we're there for what? Nine nights? <laughs> what is happening here? $1,316. You have firmly and truly missed <laughs> the point somewhere. And then how much would it cost to eat? How much? What's a, what's a LA restaurant? Famous LA restaurant. The Brown Derby. Brown Derby? Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, like an expensive place, maybe. I don't know. They talk about it in like old Hollywood pictures. The Hollywood Brown Derby. The $2 sign. Hmm. Maybe it used to be uh, nicer. Oh, this is at Walt Disney. Ah, that's in Florida. We could go to Disneyland. That's in Anaheim. Uh, I need a restaurant in Los Angeles. Ethan. I don't. I've never been to Los Angeles. I've flown to LAX once. Go to In and Out. Not restaurants near Los Angeles. Uh, go to Del Taco. Bestia. This is Italian. Hey. Okay. What is the point that you're making here, sir? Oh, we're going to take the average menu price okay. and then just multiply that by 27 times two. <laughs> Give us an idea of if we eat three meals a day <laughs> every day at an Italian restaurant, what it would cost. We would us. gain 45 pounds each. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I believe pasta. it. $24 for the yogurt peachy. I don't want that. I want the green garbanzo agnalotti. If anybody's in Los Angeles uh, and wants to go get this meal <laughs> to let me know how it is, I'm going to eat it 27 times. Uh, so remember this, 2,182. <sighs> 23 times 27. Okay, that's less than I thought. So $621. We're going to budget about $700 for food for each of us. So we're going to go 700 plus 714 plus 2182. We're going to $3,600 so far okay. all in. Okay. Uh, and then I would say what you think, like $500 for Ubers. and Because like Los Angeles, an Uber can't be cheap in Los no, Angeles, yeah, right? And, you, and you, there's no public transport. But we have to go everywhere together to save on yeah. Uber. So only one $500 charge for Uber. Um, What else? What other expenses are doing when people stuff. are on vacation <laughs> well we, we're eating we're eating italian <laughs> food for every meal <laughs> the same restaurant doing stuff that's what makes los angeles great it's like it doesn't cost things to go see the hollywood sign or the hollywood boulevard right I mean, what do you even want to do in hollywood <laughs> The point I was trying to make here is that there's no way they're going to get the Hyperloop to DC from DC to Los Angeles cheaper than $88. You may be on to something. That was the point I was here's, making 25 minutes ago. Here's what I'm trying to say. For the low, low price of $2,041, you and I can go to Los Angeles for nine full days. And die of Italian food poisoning. <laughs> okay, it was to give you a litmus test would, for what does yeah, a meal die cost. Of, of, of blood marinara levels. Listen, we live in the South. You can certainly do worse than Los Angeles Italian I'm food. sure we... At a freaking Cracker Barrel. Yeah, but you don't... How much does you it also cost don't eat to... Cracker Barrel 27 times in nine <laughs> days. <laughs> 
Hold on. But like, we're, it's $23 a plate here at our Italian restaurant. How much would it cost to get a uh, freaking, what do they call it? What's that plate? Southern fried chicken. Shut up. I hate this stupid restaurant. You talking about like M mama's big breakfast or whatever? Yeah, you know <laughs> the like one. I like hate 12 Cracker bucks. Barrel. This is my least favorite restaurant in the world. Yeah, absolutely. You know why? Because I'm sorry, James. I know you're listening and you are a three-star Cracker Barrel general. Uh, it's not good is the problem. <laughs> it does suck. Cracker Barrel is the it's, worst. Like it, like it anyway, tastes bad. Anyway, um, you had a thing you wanted to do during this episode, didn't you? I did, yeah. I was... Uh, so there is a Twitter account called Out of Context Bacon and Eggs that just tweets out like random quotes from the show. And it is one year old as of the release of this episode. And so I contacted Kayla, who runs the account, and I said, hey, I want to play a game. Can you send me over some out of context quotes and then give me like the episode and who said them? <laughs> And then we'll play a game trying to guess who said what. Okay. And I didn't tell you that we were doing this. So Kayla just like sent you a message with a whole bunch of stuff yep. in it. <laughs> I got a message that said, per Tyler's request, here are your quotes. <laughs> Which was the greatest thing to receive. Uh, so my here's my so game. So you have, you have a list of quotes that were said by one of us. And who said them I know and who what said episode. it and what an episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have the same thing. But they're different quotes, I believe. I, I, they, I would assume so. <laughs> Some of these are so, so good. These are so it's good. like it's a so, it's like so a weekly reminder that I'm like, oh, our show is funny. Yeah. I like and this is this is tooting my own horn 110%. But let me tell you something, listener. When when it goes out into the world, it's gone. It's gone from my brain. I am looking at things that I said and laughing out loud at myself. Now, some of these are gonna be uh. extremely obvious to you and I that I I think may not be obvious to the listener. Like, like I, so here's I what would I was know thinking. who said these some of these things entirely based on the timbre gets the a lot. The timbre gets me. a lot of it, right? Like, uh, so here's what I was thinking, Ethan. We're gonna do ten of them. We'll do my list, or we can do five from mine and five from yours, whatever. And then we'll do the other ten at the end during the hash. Oh, during the hash browns. Okay. Anyway, so we're doing this to celebrate a year of bacon and eggs out of context. Um, if you want to follow that account. Let me get you the... I'll put it in the description it's for sure. hilarious. But uh, let me get the actual um, the I, at. This is my own horn, and I am tooting it. In fact, I can go get my It's just out of context B and E. Like, B is in Barry, N is in Nancy, E is in Elephant. E is in Echo, Ethan. It's also not Barry and Nancy. It's B is in Bravo, <laughs> N is in November. November. I feel like November has a lot of Ovember and not a lot of... Not a lot of in. in it. I also have this travel trivia right here. <laughs> While we're talking about our $4,000 trip to oh my God. Los Angeles. Okay, so... So, do you want to start? You want to start? You want me to start? Just, I want to say something real quick about our trip to LA. Okay. We budgeted, what was it, $2,000 a person to pay for, like, the flight, everything. I would easily spend $500 at the airport on, like, a Popeye's chicken sandwich <laughs> as soon as we landed. I mean, we were there for seven hours. I'm so hungry. No, you I wouldn't be in the Popeye's air for seven hours. Sandwich. We're flying from our from Roanoke to LAX. There's got to be a, a, um, a, connection. a connection. Oh, you're right. Where are we you would spend You would spend $12 on a, like, Jersey Mike's four-inch sub at Charlotte. Charlotte. Yes. Yes. In Charlotte. Yeah. One stop in Charlotte. Yeah. I would get to Charlotte and there would be it's Whiskey a, River Barbecue is where we'd go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of Atlanta. There's this uh, like tequila bar that you can go to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would spend. Yeah. That would be most of our budget would be Tyler blew his money. At the I, tequila I have spent bar a lot of money on CLT. I spent a lot of money. There's a a like screw that. No, I would get we gotta get there 5 a.m. No, 9.37 a.m. We gotta get there at like 6 a.m. I would spend money at McAllister's at Roanoke. No, I would wait till I got off the plane and get like Bloody Marys at like Captain Jack's Bloody Mary bar in, in the <laughs> regional terminal. 
Which is fine. I travel for work all the time. And when I travel for work, I don't want to spend their money at all for whatever reason. And you're, I do very well. Of, I know, I'm doing it You're probably their favorite like salesperson. I get to whatever city they're in and I'm like, uh, I, I represent Kentucky. So I get to whatever city I'm in and I'll go to like a KFC and get something off their like value menu. Nice. Anyway, give me a quote. All right, so we're doing, we're doing mine. Yeah, let's do uh, five of yours and five of mine. Okay. Here's the quote. Okay. We could subtitle this Bacon and Eggs. Uh, sure. The Goonies podcast. That's got to be me. Has to be. <laughs> Has to be me. Why does that have to be you? Because I just think that's 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 the timbre, right? That sounds like me. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. It is you. I have no Do you idea, have any what, idea episode? what Not episode a clue. It, is. Um, it had a guest. It had a guest. Uh, high School Musical no, 2. No. You're closer with the two. Closer with the two. Yes. Um, this is a quote. This is like Harry a, Potter and the Goblet of Fire. That is four. Uh, people who quote bacon and eggs refer to these episodes a lot. The Lego Movie Two, the second part. No, I have no idea. Uh, National Treasure Book of National Secrets. Treasure Two Book of Secrets. Why was I hating on the Goonies? <laughs> because I mean, I know I so hate the Goonies, but I was. I'm wondering why I was hating on the Goonies in that context. We had Maria with us, yeah. right? Does Maria love the Goonies? So surely. I don't know if Maria loves the Goonies. I know that like when I talk to other people who were children when we were children, the Goonies comes up often. That's fair. Okay. Uh, my first quote says, not like Captain America. Now that's a Mary Sue. <sighs> not like Captain America. That's a Mary Sue. See, I can totally hear me saying this, but I can also hear you. I think this is me. It is you. Do you have any idea? Is it a Marvel <laughs> it movie? It is not. <laughs> A Marvel movie. Is it a movie Chris Evans is in? No. We were talking about Mary Sue's, I think, not about Captain America. Is it a superhero movie? No. What movies have Mary Sue's but don't have superheroes or Chris Evans? Oh my god, what movies have we Who covered? Who said it's a movie? Ooh. Some of these are from some of these are from uh Ooh. Monday shows, some of these are from other episodes, some of these are from uh brunches. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Captain America, that's a Mary Sue. It is something where we cover a specific piece of media, I'll tell you that much. Is it the Mandalorian? It is not. Oh, I got no idea. Then. It is uh the Game of Thrones episode. <laughs> Talking oh. about Arya Stark, I believe. Yes. Yes. Right. What's your next one? We got to talk about Matt Damon. Uh, I think that's also me. Do you know when? Um, we got to talk Is about it... Matt Damon. Not we forgot to talk about Matt Damon. No, we, we got, got to talk, to talk, about, talk Matt about Matt Damon. Um, boy, howdy. What is a movie that Matt Damon is barely in? I don't know. Should this be obvious? You gotta give me something. Should this be you obvious? Gotta give me a guess. Yeah, it should. Okay. Um, pff, I mean, Ocean's Eleven. No. no. I thought that was your guess, though. No. Matt Damon movies. What is it? I have no idea. It is the Thor Ragnarok brunch. <laughs> That's early. That is That's so way early. early. That is way early. Okay. Uh, this is a quote that says they've got Sigourney Weaver doing the Sigourney Weaver thing. Okay. Sigourney Weaver movies. Finding Dory. You're picking, are you picking the movie first? I think so. It is not Finding think, Dory. Is it Avatar? I, it is Avatar. I don't think we've covered Finding Dory. Then it's you. It is me. You were not, not on the Avatar episode. episode. <laughs> I nailed that one. I'm pretty proud of that because I haven't even heard that episode. <laughs> Uh, so, so do do mix these up a little bit because mine are in one two order like you then me mine are not okay um then don't mix them up okay all right, mine either never mind just some of them yeah i don't mind spoiling it for you listener but the spoilers don't matter that's you because i said listener uh yeah just the cadence the cadence is there that's 100 <laughs> percent you uh the spoilers don't matter Wait, say it like me then hold on say it like me what do i say hey, gabagool, hey. <laughs> no it's just that, like the, the cadence reads like a thing you would say like i wouldn't say i don't mind spoiling for you listener like I, I, that just wouldn't come out of my mouth uh uh, what movie did we spoil that t- the spoilers don't matter? What movie did we cover the spoilers don't matter? Um, a lot of movies. There was like a theme we had for a long time where we would say the spoilers don't matter. Is this recent? No. Okay. Then I have no clue. Not even the first guess. Um, <sighs> spoilers don't matter. Uh, t- 
Toy Story 2. No. No idea. Spoilers do matter there. It's the prospect. Yeah, but we didn't talk about the movie at all. <laughs> spoilers uh, don't no, matter. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Ah, that's true. Yeah, the spoilers don't matter. No, yeah. The movie is about like enjoying the whole audiovisual experience. <laughs> is that Edgar Wright? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, this one just says... I always forget about Hail Caesar. I always forget about Hail Caesar. That's me. It is you. Because I do always forget You always do forget about Hail Caesar. When did you say this? (laughs) Oh my God. This is, I think it was early. Uh, it's not recent. I want to say like year two. ish It is year two ish. I believe maybe right. maybe year one ish. Yeah. If it's after Marvel year one, like was it really yeah. year one? Uh, shoot. 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 Um, it's not gonna be any of these because these are all gonna be. He's not gonna. They're not gonna grab multiple from the same. Oh my gosh! I always forget about Hail Caesar. Is it a movie Channing Tatum is in? Yes, I think so. Okay, that's 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 progress. You think so with Channing Tatum? That makes it harder. I can't think now. I'm like. Like, okay, I got that. <laughs> what movies have we covered with Channing Tatum in them? I wouldn't say that Channing Tatum is like a lead in this movie. Okay. I'm relatively certain that he's in it. He is in it. Yeah, he's he's for sure in it. Channing Tatum for sure in it. as like a live action actor or as a voice. As a voice. As a voice. Yeah. Okay. okay. Channing Tatum voice actor. This doesn't help me at all. <laughs> that was not helpful. <laughs> that Turns was out opposite of helpful. <laughs> Uh, Channing Tatum voice actor, not in Shrek, any of those. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon. No. Uh, Channing Tatum was not in How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, never done, is, he, is it Pixar? No. Okay, I was like, he hasn't done Just Pixar. make a guess. Channing Tatum. I, God help. Blue uh, nearby. Do I have a poster of this movie in my room? I don't room? think so. This is a this is a good episode for sure. The Lego yes, movie. Yes, the Lego movie. There we go. Channing Tatum is Channing like Tatum. Superman or something. Yes, yes. It's a very small part. Is him and Jonah Hill like showed up for like one yeah. day, right? Yeah. yeah. What do you got? Uh, how many have we done? One, two, three. Uh, I've done three, yeah. If Idris El- No, I'm sorry. If Idris Elba can't be James Bond, like, they can't- They just won't cast him. Can he be Austin Powers? I think this is you. Okay. I don't think I would have said that. Maybe I did, but I don't think I would have said that. I did say okay. this. I have maybe Goldfinger, I guess. No. No, then I have no clue. This is a episode with a guest, I think. Okay. Uh, That's not helpful in any way. <laughs> I think with a guest. Uh, this was a Marvel movie. It's a Marvel movie. Okay. So it's Thor the Dark World. No. Interestingly enough, I just was not in this movie. Ah, okay. So it's Black Panther. No. no I have no idea. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Okay. All right. I think I'm ready. For your next one? Yeah. Uh, we pulled the head off a pickaxe and stuck it in this GameCube. I said this. You did not. No? I said this. That's true. I had a katana that night. Yeah. I had a katana you in did. hand. You did. And I, I, you had a, a pickaxe. I sure did. Uh, that's Empire Strikes Back. No, it's not. Really? Yeah. Who did we talk to about destroying it's not with the guest. GameCube? Oh, what? Yeah. Okay. Sidestep. What movies did I watch with Mike Metter? <laughs> I don't think you're going to get this one. I mean, if you haven't already gotten it, you're not going to get this one because I don't think you would know this episode exists. Was that not it? No, you were, but I just don't think, I don't <laughs> think you're thinking about it correctly. And I don't know how to think, tell you to think about it correctly without being like, it's this thing. Ah, I have no idea. It is our Sunday brunch about childhood stories. Oh yeah. That would have been tough. Yeah. Like if you don't remember that we did that two and a half years ago, three years ago. You know, it's so funny. It didn't come up so much this time when we did the listener survey, but in previous listener surveys, people would always be like, oh, I loved that episode. Do more like that. And we just uh it didn't yeah we just didn't you got another one you got one more you got i don't have any other stories from my you got childhood one more? we broke a gamecube one time is is we my broke a gamecube one time that was it <laughs> that was my old childhood uh should be your last one i think yeah i know <laughs> okay 
I just typed in how many books does it take thinking it would come up with to be a New York Times bestseller. Number one answer, how many books does it take to fill a backpack? <laughs> this is me. This is you. This is me. I don't know when. Uh, I, I thought this was recently and it was No, not. we were talking about, this had to be like Venom. No, Venom is a sacred episode. I know, but it's got to be around that time period, I feel like. It is around that time period. Toy Story 1. No. Uh, I don't remember when we, what else we did that, that area. It was, it was after the, because I was thinking about about Hank Green's book at that point. I remember thinking this. I have no idea. Do you want to know? Is Jumanji the next level? Ah, that movie kind of sucked. It wasn't as good as the first How many one. books first does one it take? Slap. Uh, cool. I got one more for you, and then we'll do the rest of these in a hash brown. Uh, and this, yeah. I think you're going to get this one straight off. Uh, but this quote is, they closed the philosophy factories like 2,000 years ago. That's It's me. absolutely you. It's <laughs> like a go-to joke. Yes, I, it absolutely is. When did you say it? <laughs> I've said it like a hundred times. I don't, not on the show. I don't think you have. I, I know, but you know, it's funny is uh, in my professional career, people will love to talk to me in my job where I have great benefits and a good salary and be like, what are you going to do with a philosophy degree? And I'll be like, I'm at work right <laughs> I'm now. I'm at work with you. With your sales degree. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking to like a client. Oh. <laughs> like, one, that's super so rude. When did you say two? Oh, uh, God. Was it with a guest? It was with a guest. I had to have been. I wouldn't have just said <laughs> this to you. It was with a guest. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. John Negroni was the guest. No, no. No. Okay. Someone I talked to about college. We talked college with Beth Reekles. It's not Beth Reekles. Um, because I was like, Beth, you know how far away Harvard is from Los Angeles? <laughs> it's not Beth Reekles. Uh, okay. Wasn't Beth. I taught college with Mary Clay Watt. Nope. Uh, it is no episode that Mary Clay Watt's been on. I taught college with Seamus? Nope. Jonathan? Nope. Jonathan? Adel Refai. It is Adel Refai. Okay. It is It yes. is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. that's like a go-to good Adel joke. Adel Yeah. I, think, I believe I that was before he told me my dad Adel. sucked butts. Like right before. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he was so apologetic, though. So it's all good. Yeah. He was just like, oh, my God. I said that. Uh, I but like, now I, I can't remember what movie we covered with that. Or Bill Ted's excellent adventure. I, I, I said excellent adventure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, let's uh, let's finish up talking about Luca. That was yeah, a fun let's, game. Let's... Thank you so much to the, the Out of Context B and E account. Thank you to Kayla for putting that together for us and for doing the the Lord's work every day and making us sound funny out of context. It's, I it makes me laugh, and I never have any context for what we said. Like just so. if. If you're ever thinking, why do I do this account? It makes us laugh all the time. We talk yeah. about it together all, all the, the time. time. Also, if, like, listen, there's not a ton of people that listen to this show. But if you were like, I want to get into the world of fan art. This is my like, late to the party gets fan art. Bacon and eggs deserves Bacon fan Bacon and eggs art. doesn't get a whole ton of fan art. We never really have. Um... <laughs> I'm Even now saying, that we're on video you know. and people look at us every week, we don't get a lot of fan art. So if you want to draw us or something related to us or what you think we this look like. This is like the most self-serving thing in the world, but it like, it, it would validates make what us I do so happy. much. It would make me happy. And you know what? I'm just going to tell you that it would make me happy. And So um, Luca. Uh, let's, talk, let's talk Big Luca Board. Luca Doncic. Whoa. whoa. Not, I don't think we're quite ready to talk Big Board. Oh, I take it back. Forget the Big well, Board. Well, we're only at an hour and Although, 16 minutes. Although, didn't you want to talk Big Board about last week? Uh... Yeah, I would, I would, I would like to strike to remove inside from the big board. Like entirely, it's not a movie. It is. A it's movie. not a movie. Oh, I disagree with you there. It definitely is a if, movie. It's if anything I'll, a documentary. No, it's a it's movie. Not, it's got a narrative. It doesn't. It's not fiction. I think it's kind of fictionalized. It's not fiction. It's not any different than any other stand-up special. It's absolutely different than any other stand-up well, okay, special. Okay, yes, it is. But it's like it's the same. It's not a movie. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm saying that it like. 
That's like that's like being like the best book ever written is this Audible original audio play. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a movie. I get you're gonna be like, oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, but it's not like it's not what we here at Bacon and Eggs and Movie Lovers podcast would call a movie. So because then like next week we're gonna cover here's Sherlock season one episode one, a study in pink, and that's the best movie ever made because you can't fault it in any way whatsoever. Here's my proposal to you. Okay, I think to take it out of discussion of the board entirely is unfair to the spirit of the quality of the film. And I think if we did, I think we create a subset for honorable mention for top 10. Sure. Where it would be a top 10 film if we were counting it as a film. But I see now that we come into a little bit of a problem in that like Loki episode two and some of the early episodes of WandaVision, I guess we didn't do WandaVision. Uh, some of the episodes of, of Falcon and Winter Soldier would like qualify for that honorable mention, but I don't think they do because they're TV shows. Well, yeah, I mean, like, then so is this. Luca? No. Well, yes, actually, but... Luca is not a movie, by the way. It was a short. Somebody was like, hey, hey, you can tack on another 30 minutes to that bad boy? <clears throat> Put a put a put a put a bike race in there. This is not what I would in the traditional sense of a movie call a movie, and I don't like everybody's like, oh, there's not really a category for it, and that's fine. But nobody is like that category is movie. Hi, Emily. Hello. Um. Also, here's my thing. Uh, anything that goes number one on the board, I get a say in when it goes number one on the board, and you have specifically told me not to watch it. I say watch it when you're ready, and then we can revisit that conversation of whether or not it should be a movie. All right, for now, I'm putting it as a bold honorable mention at the bottom of the screen. And I'm gonna. <laughs> Move. It's a wonderful. I'm gonna make sure it gets its score because it does, it does count. Yeah. But if we and if we start covering, you know, becoming a mixed media show to the point where we, where we rate the TV show episodes and everything else we do against the the movie. But like for a long time, we didn't even put freaking Christmas shows in there. Huh? Where's Luca? We haven't done that. <laughs> All right. So I've preserved that score, and now we're gonna move "It's a Wonderful Life" back up into its spot at number one. Oh. Oops. Oops. Oh, 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 Oopsie oh, daisy. Oh, there we go. Santa Claus still at the bottom. Uh, now let's talk. I, I do think we can talk big board for Luca. Unless you have points you still want to make about it. No, it just, it was only, we were only an hour and 15 minutes in when we, you said, let's do the big board. Well, it was a short movie. I mean, okay. I, I'm fine. We, we want to no, keep I chatting. Mean, keep just chatting. Like, you didn't even give me a chance to like bring the conversation back up. Maybe I do have more points. I don't know. But we never got back there. It was just like, okay, let's go out. All right. Well, um, do you have any additional thoughts on Luca. Yeah, I do. I, I think that I was, I was, I don't think I was harsh on the movie. Like I do think that I give it whatever score I want to give it. Like everything good over there. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with the movie per se. Like it's, it's a good movie. Um, I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed watching it and any problem with it. I, I think that my score stands, but like, again, I don't think that my score is super important here to this movie. Like I don't want to stop anybody from loving this movie unabashedly, right? Like a lot of people have been like, this is my favorite Pixar movie. And like, if that's the way you feel about this, like, and, and we got listener reviews on on Facebook and in Discord they were like this is the best movie Pixar's ever made for XYZ reasons or this is the best movie Pixar's ever made flat out for no reason like I don't want to take that away from anybody right like this is a this is an important good movie and I just wanted to put that out there that like I think this is a valuable movie um, I don't think it checks all the boxes in storytelling uh, and a lot of people will tell you that that's not super important and that you know, it can just be like whatever they want to call a character study, even though like character study is still a story. But um, <laughs> I just don't think they did a great job telling a story here. But that's that's OK. Like, that's totally fine. Uh, there's a lot of great uh, lines in this movie for like inclusion and acceptance. There's a lot of great points made for inclusion and acceptance. And that's very powerful. That's very important. Uh, and I think as a piece of kids media, I really, really like it. I like there's nothing here. You know, I, I watch a lot of stuff for kids where I'm thinking about in the context of like, do I want my my kids watching this. Do I want my, obviously I don't want to say what like other people's kids watch, but like, what do I think of in general, the children of my life consuming this kind of media and the impact it's going to have? Or if I tell other parents that I let my kids watch this, what's the conversation right. going to be, be like, like? Wow. Which I think there's wow, a lot of people, okay, wow. a lot of parents 
that suck and would be like, wow, you're letting your kids watch Luca. I I cannot imagine parents. Not. My understanding is that if you're like a redneck who hates gay people, you don't understand Luca at all. Uh, yeah, but it'll get around enough that people will tell them that Luca's a gay fish movie right. and they'll automatically start to hate it because it's a gay fish movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just boys being dudes. That's just, the just guys movie, being like, bros. <laughs> just guys being bros. <laughs> Uh, sure yeah yeah absolutely totally no it, guys and, being bro the fact that you can the fact that you can miss it i think is important as well because like this is not a movie about romance in any way no no i i think more than anything and and this is i think a valid critique i've heard from the lgbtq community and i don't speak for them and if this is a movie that everybody hates then like sorry. it's not uh I know it's not, but like the, the valid critique I've heard is like this movie is you like I think will be used by queer youth to explain to their parents like as, sort of as a coming out and like the complaint is like not everything has to be about coming out and why couldn't you just explicitly make it about what it's obviously about you know uh like why can't they there be a gay relationship in the movie or like right um because I think it's just is it's equally as important to have movies that are not about relationships about yeah. about romantic relationships in any way yeah like that that Luca's not in love with Julia he just wants to go to or school and have the, a friend right um this guys being dudes but like I th- I think that that it is important that Luca is not explicitly a homosexual right like correct I think the 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 story is not it is this. The story is gay queer, even boy. if the characters aren't. Right. It's not about this gay boy who has to hide that. Right. It is the fact, it is it is this boy who has to hide a major facet of himself right. from people who he's meeting and genuinely cares about and who genuinely care about him, but might not if they knew who he was. It is a story about coming out that is disguised as a story that's not about coming out. Yeah. And um, I don't think it's a, like you blink and you miss it thing. Like I do think there is a level of um, inherent- Real Shape of Water vibes. I haven't seen The Shape of Water. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I know that that's about a fish. But there's a level of- <laughs> Of, there's a level of you have to understand to get it. Yes. Um, and I think that that's important I, because... I, like, I, I can very easily imagine a young child coming to their parent and saying, I feel like... Luca. Yeah. I feel like I can't express who I am or show sure. you who I am sure. for fear. There's really sad Luca music playing in my ears right now because you were like, oh, the music from Luca's fantastic. So I played it and I have this just like emotional <laughs> scene going on in my ears. I get like emotional talking about this. Um, uh, but yeah, I think like I feel like the way Luca feels. I feel like I can't open up about who I am. I right. can't show you who I really am. I can't wear the skin I feel comfortable in uh, because for sure. fear of whatever. Well, and, and equally important to that is, well, maybe not equally important, differently important to that is the fact that your son and your daughter are going to grow up in a world where this movie has already been made, right? We're like, right. they're not having to watch this conversation be made. The conversation's already there. And they're going to grow up with a lot of movies that are subtly queer, the way a lot of movies we grew up with were subtly and not so subtly not queer. Yeah. You know, and it's just going to, it's going to add ease to the conversation because it's going to almost subliminally normalize that, that kind of thing. But we're, I still think we're not quite there with, with depictions and media. No, I don't think I we think are either. But be, like yeah. getting there, I don't want to say getting there takes time, but like it does take time for movies to get made. To, to and, it, and it takes, like you're going to have to look at a point in the future where these movies have been made and then we can have that conversation it's like i'm looking ahead to a future where we have eight to nine to ten to 15 more years of movies like this and your daughter is you know 16 years old and it's like wow i watched a lot of queer movies growing up and i did not realize it my question is what's one this has happened a few times what's a movie that was like considered progressive when it came out but now is like that's eerily dated um glee the tv show yeah i mean this for me 
anything that's allowed about it is eventually going to be dated, hopefully. Right. Yeah. Even if just like you're looking at it like, wow, that was an issue. Like, yeah, that was an issue. That was a thing we had to fight for. Yeah. In, in- of course, that that comes from a point of privilege. We forget this stuff immediately. But what do you mean? Like, I think as people in the sort of the ally space, I think it's very easy for like we didn't experience any sort of the trauma. Well, of, no. Of yeah. Things that needed to be fought for, so to speak. So like when when the battle is won, we're just like, great. Moving no, on. I, what I'm saying is I think any like outwardly progressive movie made any period is eventually going to be dated. dated yeah. Like, I don't think we're going to get more conservative as we go on as a society. Correct. Like, I don't see it swinging back the other direction. Have we gotten as far as we Progress, need to? Progress, baby. Yeah. Have we gotten as far as we need to? Absolutely not. But like, I don't see it swinging back the other direction to like where gays have to go back into hiding. If right. we do, if, th- if that happens, something not. has gone seriously wrong and I don't want to be here anymore. Is it without aliens coming? to earth or people walking out from the ocean you remember in like the 1600s when we just colonized america you can't just do that anymore no right? a lot you of stuff's like been done for the last time right like you can just march into a country and be like i live here now yeah no, i own no. this wars don't even work <laughs> the same anymore right like you can't conquer anything now right yeah no. we've got the countries that we're gonna have right some of them may go away but not a whole lot of them are going to like you know france isn't suddenly gonna be like you know what i'd like to have me some of that germany <laughs> you know i don't i don't think italy's uh. gonna suddenly march on switzerland and be like, hmm. I don't. Italy's not marching on anybody. They can't. This keep is Italy now. Leadership and power yeah. at all. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think I think that they're still like, like it feels impossible for a nation to fail at this point, right? Like they would just be yes. bailed out, right? Like, like the, the like the 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 New York Yankees aren't gonna just go out of business. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> happen anymore. Oh, baby, Finn wants to say hi to him. What a cute guy. I can't see him yet, but he's adorable. He's so cute. Hello. Hi, Finn. Y'all, if you haven't seen Tyler's baby yet, he's the cutest thing. He's at least one of the two cutest babies that Tyler has. He's so precious. He's a little guy. He's just a little tiny baby guy. Well, he is getting big rapidly. I don't like it. Stop letting him get big. Yeah, he is getting too big too fast. Stop letting him get big. You should see the other one. She's like person. Yeah, I was there not that long ago. Yeah, she's big. Yeah, she's She's asleep. She's large. She's a unit. Yeah. She's she's like six foot two. She's not like, like six foot two. She's like <laughs> two foot six. Maybe. All right. Are you ready for the big board? Do you have more points to make on Luca? I'm not trying to rush the episode. I just feel like we're naturally coming. Yeah, to no. I, I, I was now. just saying, like, like I don't feel like I don't know what we're talking about, why we're talking about it. But yeah, I, I think we've got all the things that we're gonna have at this point, and maybe some of them will go away. But like everybody's like, Oh, what if America falls? And it's like, it's not gonna, they'll just put a new one up. Like Right, right. They'll they'll sell to the new owner. Like I was thinking about it the other day, like, so we had Washington, D.C. as the capital because it was, like, right at the midpoint in the Civil War. Sure. What if we just, like, moved it to, like, St. Louis because that's kind of in the center? Right, yeah, and you could just do that, but it's, like, it would still be America, right? Like, Right, but, like, why don't we do that? That's my Oh, because there's nothing out there, and it sucks. <laughs> like, you'd have to move it well, to, like, San Francisco. There's nothing on the Potomac. It's, like, there's only something there because we built right, stuff there. Right, but now all the stuff is there. <laughs> right. We built stuff here, and we built stuff on the West Coast. We failed to... to there's still most of America that we haven't properly colonized yet. Yeah. Now we, we pushed a bunch of people out of those places for no reason. <laughs> it's not like we're So there. cows and corn can live there. Yeah. Um, so we got a, a score here on bacon and eggs. Uh, just a reminder to recap the original scores. I gave it an 84. Ethan, you were a 75. 75. Yeah. 75. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 90. Metacritic gave it a 71. And the Rotten Tomatoes audience gave it an 88. Our audience, however, the audience that matters gives it. 86. 86. Wow. Our audience outweighs both of us. Yeah. 
I think I had one of the lower scores in this movie, honestly. This is this is like the weirdest, like <laughs> middleiest movie we've got of like all the scores seem to come between like 65 and, you know, 90. I, I thought, yeah, I was very interested. There were very, very sure. few 10s, no 10s, no 20s, no 100s. But no like hundreds, yeah. yeah. So Luca gets uh, an 86 so gets in the audience. 82.7, which is an 83 total. It's pretty good for, for old Luca. Uh, that puts it. Old mate Luca. Just below Stranger Than Fiction, which had an 82.8. Stranger Than Fiction is way better than Luca. <laughs> Uh, I'm not I disagreeing. Do, what? I'm just, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I do love the new scoring system though, because it takes us being like, is Avengers Endgame <laughs> better than Hunt for then, the Wilder people? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> but that feels wrong, right? I'm supposed to like the art film. I, and I do genuinely like the art film. I also genuinely like Avengers Endgame. Right. Uh, well, Hunt for the Wilder so People is it, the best Hunt for the Wilder People. I don't think Avengers Endgame is the best Avengers movie. That's true. Uh, it does put it at uh, 17th overall, losing to Stranger Than Fiction, beating 1917, and Hearts Beat Loud and Money. Bro. I forgot we covered Hearts Beat Loud. I love that. That's a comfort movie right there. Which is weird because it's very sad. Is it? I don't remember being sad. Close, closing the record uh, shop, yeah. baby. Anyway, um, that's all. I've that's got. all I've got too. Uh, Bacon and Eggs is a proud production of the WBNE Podcast Network, a podcast network that Tyler and I own and that needs your support. We need your support. So you go to Patreon.com/slash Bacon and Eggs to support us on Patreon and help out. And if you uh, actually, I guess it won't be June anymore by the time we edit, finish this episode and put it up. Oh, this is the key. Listener, you ever wanted to try a free trial of Bacon and Eggs Patreon? Guess what? We charge on the first of the month. Today's the first of the month. So like tomorrow. Sign up tomorrow. Sign up. You know what? You if like you sign up, thirty days. If you sign up to uh, today, June first or July first, as you're listening to this on Patreon, we will uh, we'll count you for our our June subscriber video thing. Yeah, we have to record those, but we're gonna t- we, we will. will. I've already started working on some of mine. Oh. Do we? Have, do they get to pick? I don't think they get to pick. Or we do like we both have to do one for everyone. Oh, I was I don't know. I'm just I've been just working on some stuff. Mine are gonna be <laughs> Man, better than yours. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, mine were gonna be like chuka 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 chuka. Thank you for <laughs> uh no i i figured i would I, I would go all out on a couple of them and those people would feel really special I just a couple that. random ones good 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 anyway so if you want a super cool <laughs> video of me singing patrons. kiwi by harry styles do you like at least change the words am i supposed to be changing the words it's supposed to be about the person oh, is it? that was not promised yeah. oh wait i guess it doesn't have to be the kiwi by harry styles can be about you new yeah. upgrading patron you upgrading patron uh i hope it's not though jesus christ that girl's a mess <laughs> i don't know what that song's about uh <laughs> anyway this has uh, been an episode of bacon and eggs uh we are proud production of wba podcast network for more great podcasts like this and like that's what i'm talking about by mary clay watt uh, you go to wbne.org and get all your podcasts or they're on every podcatcher you ever want and here's a a promo for late for not for late to the party that's the one i do Here's a promo for That's What I'm Talking About, featuring comedian Mary Clay Watt. Hello, my name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And on That's What I'm Talking About, I'm experiencing the world of J.R.R. Tolkien for the very first time. Now that I've finished covering Lord of the Rings, I'm reading The Hobbit and realizing that it's a very different experience. It takes them like 70 pages to just leave the Shire. Longer. Fellowship of the Ring. It it takes them like- Forever. I think it takes them like 100 pages to get out of the Shire. I was just fuming. I was like, you mean to tell me (laughs) that they leave the Shire in the span of one sentence, but it takes them a hundred pages in Fellowship of the Ring? 
That's What I'm Talking About. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get podcasts. She's so funny. She's so funny. She's my favorite. Anyway, uh, this is Bacon and Eggs. Our graphics are by Vaishan Brandon, and our music is by Andrew Scott Bell. The music for the main show that we do is by Andrew Scott Bell, and I have abs- accidentally been miscrediting him in recent episodes as saying our music is by Sam C. Jones, and he very politely let me know that I messed up the descriptions. Oh, in the description, I was like, yeah, in the descriptions, like I think re- I, I think I accidentally copied a uh, man uh, uh, a Marvel a Monday, Monday Marvel description Monday? into oh, the I main see. episode, because and then I've just been copying the last main episode to the last main episode, and the last Monday Lorian to the last Monday right. Lorian or, or, or Marvel Monday. So uh, Andrew Scott Bell Music.com for more great music like the music you heard at the beginning of this podcast. Um, I don't have anything else, Tyler. Got anything? Final thoughts? Final words? Final cu- question? Comment? Death threat? I don't. Perfect. I have anything that I shall leave with Tyler Carlin. Until next time, Arrivederci. Arrivederci.